Welcome to all you crazy netball fans out there for this week's podcast, Three Feet, Three People, namely three siblings talking about netball. Uh, I'm here with my brother Nev from Townsville, my other brother Bruce from uh, Tasmania, who will no doubt will give us some feedback on his attendance uh, to the Firebirds Magpies game in uh, Hobart last weekend, which I thought was going to be the game of game to watch, but mm-hmm. And then there's me, Colleen, <laughs> from Tenham Sands. Uh, before we start talking about this week's games, though, boys, I thought that uh, there's a couple of things that I think that we need to acknowledge. Uh, firstly, the Pride Round. Uh, so happy to see the, the bright colours on the court. And, um, you know, I'm so glad that the concept was uh, uh, introduced to the to the Suncorp uh, Sun Super Nepal. You know, it, as it allows the players and coaches and the uh, staff, umpires, officials to be their authentic selves and to be in an environment where they are happy and safe without prejudice. And I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate this uh, than on the big netball stage. Yes, so, it was you know. great to see that, absolutely. And you said it um, so often, just, just to be the authentic selves because everyone can be that here in Nepal. Yes, second that. And secondly, it was Greta Buetta's, um, uh, Gretel Buetta's 100th birth, uh, game. <laughs> birthday. Birthday, <laughs> oh, yeah. Gretel, she's right. good for playing 400. She's looking great. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, but having said all that, you know, there's one thing I did notice. I don't know if it was a chosen thing, but the, the Vixens and Giants and T-Bird and Swift games, they just wore their netball bibs. So what did you think about this? You know, can you enlighten me? It's actually, I don't believe it's a Suncorp, a Super, uh, Suncorp Super Netball um, event. It's the teams actually advocating for the Pride Round and organising it and doing it themselves rather than the actual competition. Correct. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be corrected, but I think that's the case and that's why there's some inconsistency with what you see in bibs and, you know, the, the marketing around the court uh, at, at those games. Oh, well, I can understand that then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what did you think of the uh, the bibs, Bruce's? Oh, I love the bibs. They were great. And it's always because, you know, the rainbow colours, they're always bright and they draw a lot of attention and they do represent that our community, my community, very well. Um, it's very inclusive, do you know what I mean? And I really loved – I was there for the game in Hobart when um, Ash Braswell gave her speech. Um, oh, right. Well, and, uh, did they yeah. show that? Did they televise that? I couldn't – can't remember. It. I heard every word of it. And when she spoke, it was full. Um, it was very heartfelt. It was super relatable. Um, but um, she spoke from the heart and she talked about her own experiences. And because, and you know, everyone loves her. Everyone – she's such a great player, such a good role model that um, – it, you know, it got a bit misty by it, but it was, it was really good. I loved it. Everyone was right there with her, even all of her teammates and uh, Firebirds as well. So it was great. Mm, yeah, well, I just think it's a wonderful thing and a beautiful thing. And, and um, I just hope that all teams can take it on board at some stage and, and you know, and represent. It'll yes. Happen. It will happen. I think, it, I think the, the, the league needs to take it a little bit more seriously, actually. Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, be a bit more more um, uh, coordinated in that uh, that day and that celebration. Correct. Yes, yeah, so I know, think it should be an all round thing. You know, a, it'll, it'll, yeah. a, 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 an all over that that one week kind of you know uh, format. It'll be the same as we'll see how the Indigenous rounds go. You know, there's, there's a couple of weeks of it, so hopefully all will turn out well for all of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and what about that this leaderboard? Oh, my God. This is going to be a very interesting week at the end of this week, you know. The teams are backing up, play earlier games this week that they've just had, and then we've got the Saturday and Sunday games. So I think there's going to be some really sore and tired bodies out there. Yeah, so I think those I think, matches close together, oh, my God, I don't know how mm. they do it. So I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation with us tonight. So let's get started, okay? Yes, I think um, we need to get into those two rounds that have been have just passed from last weekend and also midweek. You know, there are teams that are, I think have backed it up. 
you know, have been consistent. There's some that won and lost, and then there were a couple that, well, one that actually lost both games, which is really disappointing because it's the team that I support, and that's the Firebirds. So we'll have, let's have a bit of a chat about that in a minute. But, you know, that Magpies I was really impressed with against the game against the Firebirds, but then, and they came out firing against the the Giants um, in uh, Launceston, and I thought they were just going to keep going on with it, but something happened. So, Bruce, you were there, weren't you? And so you saw it all. What in, in observation Hobart, did you make? Oh, the thing was, it, it, it was uh, Brown in the midcourt. Um, she was amazing. They they couldn't shut her down. And also, who who else impressed me was Garvin. Garvin is a playmaker. They um, they let her run around a, a bit too much and was able to get that ball down easily into that third uh, the third into the circle, um, which set up. If you get it down that far, you know you can just throw it into um, Nelson, and it's a fair bet that she's going to take that ball out of the air no matter how. And that's that's what was happening there. They had no answer in that mid court, um, as much as. As much as um, Simpson, you know, I, I felt that they weren't on their game, the Firebirds, that day. Um, it certainly, you know, like with Dunkley, Dunkley certainly wasn't providing enough defence um, and, and certainly not enough attack either. Is she is she injured? Did you see anything? Because she, Look, her, I, I, she, I, she did have a, a little bit. I watched mm. her intensely. Yes. I watched, actually, I watched them all intensely, the Firebirds. Yeah. But yep. They, Dunkley was not on her A game. Yeah, okay. Uh, she wasn't no pep in her step. Yep. She kind of stood there and was lost or wasn't making enough movement or creating enough space. Um, so not recreating enough um, chance or opportunity for people to throw. I think that they were all crowding on one side ah, of the the, I, the court, and they were get, just following that line down there. And I'm just thinking, who's gonna, you know, uh, who's gonna come across, you know, who's gonna pass that? And I, sometimes I think they felt as though they didn't want to throw long passes because they would have been intercepted by, you know, the mag, uh, yeah, intercepted. So uh, from, I, from what I, just, I from what I, I found that. Sorry. <laughs> Go one of you. Just one more thing, and I felt what you're saying about Dunkley, I'm thinking the same about uh, Revalian. Revalian too didn't have her A game, but look, let me, she let, was. Let's yeah. get back to the Magpies. Like, so you've got Ash yeah. Brazel in wing defence, who you just she was a force to reckon with. Then you've got Jovic, that no one could defend her. She had a lot of movement. She was creating a lot of opportunity for those other players to throw to, and Brown. Then you. You know, it, it just all worked well. They they seemed to be doing their role, right? Oh, exactly, exactly. And and the Firebirds had no answer to it. I but find that the Magpies are sometimes isolated. Sometimes they work really well together, and then the wow. times when they're not they're not performing well is because they're not doing that and they're separated and isolated. That particular game, I thought they were all doing their their role. They were all connected. It, it looked seamless. They they were out so. There was always one free or there was always someone cutting and making sure that, you know, they always had their hands over. They, mm, mm. It, was, it was a brilliant game for them. And Firebirds, unfortunately, were left behind, really, to tell you the truth. So what happened then uh, in that second game in Launceston against the Giants? What Look, happened I, I, with the Magpies? I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Because um, Brown and Jovic were just running right. They the, the, Centre passes was too easy. Yep. Um, even even with um, Garvin, she was, they threw, her, threw, threw it to her quite often. You know, yep. It was free. She, or, and her movement's great. I, I really like Sophie. She mightn't do a lot of um, goals or shooting, mm -hmm. but the, the play that she makes, she creates – um, the ball. She makes it easy for them to give her the ball to pass down further. But the, in the in the second half, those guys were shut down. Um, uh, yes, they, they the, were shut the down defense by the giants. Yeah. Defense picked up. They had mm. no movement from the from the you know the throw from the circle or from the uh, center. Yep. Um, had no opportunity. There was the yeah. defensive giants picked it up, and that was what stopped them. There was no flow from mm. down to. It wasn't as easy. Put it that way, and yeah. they had to work harder and harder. And there were that's when the mistakes were made. They were um, didn't have as much oppor easy opportunity as they did in the first half. 
And so the Giants then picked up their game big time, shut down those leads, wasn't making it easy for that, you know, the um, attacking, uh, the Magpies attacking end mm. to get their way and made it really hard for those passes. They, they seem to me to be always behind a bit, the Magpies, the Giants, they were always on top. So, Oh, look, yeah, totally mm. agree. And that's why I think sometimes, uh, not sometimes, that's why I think too when um, Mentor went over to the uh, refs to query why she was getting picked up so many times because it wasn't, it was working well in the first half, but the second half, you know, uh, she was getting picked up in the and the and her uh, intercepts and or whatever between her and um, Ward just uh, Ward, Ward. Yeah. wasn't working. Yeah, and yeah, then, exactly. And yeah, and because that... Giants picked up their game. Yeah, yeah, and that's why they took Ward off and put on uh, brought on um, Newton. But the thing is, even Ward down with Firebirds, she was unstoppable. She should have, she, like, for me, who was MVP that game? For me, I felt like it should have been Joanna Ward. Right. Okay. And what, what, and like you were ta- talking to me about her uh, reach oh. and arm and athleticism. Oh. What was it like in real life? In real life, it's amazing because I, I watched her and I could see that ball going this way and she was reading every bit. Oh, of wow. Girls. No, even after defending, she was right in there. And <laughs> you you think she's on the left-hand side, then she's right <laughs> on the right-hand side. And it, it, the Firebirds, were there were so many turnovers, but it's because of like people like her that create confusion or doubt. Um, always, because if you're going to get a hand to it, you know that's going to always happen. So you're going to try something different, and that's where the turnovers happen. So yeah, it, she was everywhere. Yeah. I'll just remind you too of my pick for that game and what my <laughs> yeah, prediction was. Okay. <laughs> Not that I'm happy that the Firebirds lost because they're my team, right? But I just thought the Magpies, once they're connected and they're working, like I've been saying, uh, working as a team and not isolating um, that flow, then they would be hard to beat and it certainly proved a lot for the Firebirds. Hmm. So then the Firebirds, let's talk about, oh, no, no. let's go no, no, to no. The, the the Giants quickly. Um, Vixens uh, and the Giants, they um, played each other. And, um, oh, that's right. They, it was alter, uh, what? 60. 63 to 66. Now, no, no, no. Uh, when they had to pl- go into the extra play. Sorry. Yes, exactly. Um, like, again, Vixen's out front. And then um, Giants seem to just be able to get back. I don't know what it is, but um, those two games, it felt like they were um, didn't start well, but then came home really strongly. Mm, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know what it is that happens in that, that second half, but wow. I think it's I'd like the, to see these games really you know, uh, live because they must be so fast. What was it like to, for you, Bruce, when you saw those um, uh, Magpies games down there in, in Tasmania, the speed at which they play and what you saw? Yeah, Because you weren't too far from the court, were you? No, I, I had very good seats. <laughs> and it's very – look, I would find it very hard to shut down Brown, Jovic, mm-hmm. um, and Brazel. Brazel, even though she – they all have their own style of play, mm-hmm. but um, you, it's, it's like, um, oh, it's, it's just so much movement continually through, even when they've got the ball to when they throw it, they don't stop. It's mm-hmm. just continual movement. I, I, I can't imagine what their ankles and knees are like. <laughs> but, um, no wonder there's injuries. It's pretty tough. And, you know, you've got to, when you do all that, you've got to know that you've got someone in front of you or you're looking out for a free person or an arm or something to throw to all at the same time, it's super impressive, super fast, and, you know, such a cohesive team at the moment. Mm. And I'm always picking – look, I could think they could go all the way, these magpies. Yeah. Well, look, I had predicted that when I picked them against the Firebirds. I thought they were going to take it over the top of the Giants. But, again, I think back to the Giants and how they start slowly, they then work out how to shut down the attack and that's where they start to grind it out and get on top and then take it away. But you look you look at the game with the Vixens and the Giants. Um, the Giants won. They, they beat them the, the third quarter and the, and the fourth quarter. Do you know what I mean? They were like 19 to 16 and 17 to 13. Yep. 
Do you yeah. know what? The second half is always so much better. Yeah, I, I, I just agree. They lost it in that yeah. five minutes, three to six. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then you go. You know, and then a little bit of a lapse on the um, <clears throat> extra time. Yeah, okay. So um, Giants, uh, you know, uh, just had to fix up their start. And, oh, God, again, that's why they're improving all the time. Now, um, Firebirds, oh, my God. Hello, can we, sorry, before that Firebird things, but can you remember, Neville, you and I were talking about Leather Barrow. Remember they mm-hmm. asked Julie? Oh, what do you think? How do you think mm-hmm. Leather Barrow is mm-hmm. going to go? What did Julie say? She didn't say. Oh, she said that. Oh, we'll just see how we go. We'll see if um, um, uh, what's her name, Harton, can play the full match. She didn't say anything about her skill or whether comment on her. Really, she didn't have anything super positive. Like she's going to be great. She's going to go out there. She's going to smash it. She didn't say that at all, did she? No. And look what she did. Yeah, amazing play. So, um, proved. Well, yeah, she she took her opportunity and played really well. So I'm really happy for her. Yeah, yeah, I think she did an amazing job. I hope she gets the opportunity to get back on the court again because, you know, and she she was like, she's like um, uh, Fawn, you know, take the shot and no no big celebrations about it, just get on with the job. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, let's get on to the Firebirds. Um, Thunderbirds. Both. Hey? Didn't you want want to talk about Thunderbirds? No, Firebirds, I said. Because I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. So Firebirds down, down, both matches, prices are down. Um, that, you know, <laughs> they're playing against the Magpies. Oh, you know, I picked that they wouldn't win, but I was hoping that they would. And then I thought that the same, I thought that they would win against Thunderbirds and they didn't. Um, what do you think is going on? So, Bruce, what do you think? I know you said, you know, they're having off days. What do you think is going on? Look, um, I think there's uh, a lot of uh, Gretel is being overworked. She's been, she's played. I think she's finding. Uh, it's my opinion, a bit yeah. of fatigue. But you can tell that she was playing. She was, she was the one that gave a lot of turnovers in that Magpie game as mm-hmm. well. Um, oh, she was terrible in that Magpie game. She was terrible. Un, unforeseen, unforced error. I mean, Just forced un, errors. Yeah. You know uncharacteristic I mean? areas, uncharacteristic yeah. and stupid. Yeah. Just, but um, also I think too, Ebony is another yeah. an, another barrier to us winning. We don't have the tall, the lanky, the arms, the um, and that's and that's another. The other thing is, you know, Dunkley wasn't on her game. Yep. As well, they they just looked a bit fatigued. I think the coach should interchange again like she did she brought on my my but then i think my my i think um Dunkley and um i think revalian they need to interchange in their positions as well they you i could see they weren't being effective revalian and Dunkley weren't being effective my my came on and she changed that game and that's what brought that team back into five yeah. back into the game big time oh, yeah. definitely that magpies game yeah she yeah. really changed it up it really changed yes. but then mm. for for the light uh thunderbirds i thought that was going to be an easy win it's it's diff it's it's difficult to see what's not happening there um, it definitely was for me the defense defense yes defense yeah. big time and i mm. you know we've what what can you do with the defense it's like with uh shimona how can you defend such a great player but but at the same time you've got Pokita that has this certain type of play or she's not super tall or she doesn't you know they don't throw the ball high to her you know it's it's an interesting you've got a to, totally two different teams you've got to, and you've got to get the best defender for both of them I guess well what were they doing though in those two games that you saw because I mean were they not um, were they giving way too many penalties and standing out of play? Were they behind in front? You know, they were always behind. That they could yeah. never. They were. Not, they were not. They had to play catch up the whole time. Yeah. And it, 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 all along in the season, and you hear when you talk about it or the review, you, five birds have got to be in front. So to, what I meant is, that were their body positions behind the no, shooter or in oh, front sorry. of the shooter? Look, with uh, Shimona, I just felt that. What, what, can, what can you do with Shimona? You've got to be in front. You can't be behind. She's got a split. 
Um, it's the feed. I just think you tr- um, defenders are trying too hard against their attacker. Sorry. And I then- feel as... Oh, sorry, go on. No, go, sis. You, you, you add. No, well, it's just that with you saying got to be in front, I just I think they're losing the battle in front. I think somehow they've got to get behind her, even if they've got to double uh, defend her and push her forward a little bit and, you know, um, yeah. get her off that baseline. And get her off that line somehow. I don't know how. Even Potgita, same thing. Uh, Look, both of them got amazing just, holds, right? It's the problem. They do. They do. Yeah, it's got amazing holds. So anything over the top is, if well placed, is unbeatable, particularly one on one. The work mm. has to be done up further. And that's where, the, you know, the defenders will be able to have a crack because it's not on circle edge and it won't be so easy and it's not just popping over the top. Yeah. But, I mean, Shimona I saw also, which I haven't seen before, which I really enjoyed watching, was um, she was actually presenting forward and they were just throwing it to her, not topping it over the top, uh, uh, popping it over the top. And so she was getting it right in front and still really close to the to the post. So that was different. I enjoyed watching that because of uh, a bit of a variety. Yeah, so, yeah. But the thing is, Bakewell Doran was getting there. She, you know, was working it out um, had, had small successes with um, Nelson, um, but it's and to me, it's know. like the, our defense has always got their eyes down. Oh. They're not looking up a lot, and anyway. when they, it's too late. You know, they've thrown the ball for them to position themselves. You know, and we give too much room. We, it, it's like. Some of us get picked up for um, the firebirds get picked up for uh, too close defence, and then then they give away too much room when they're defending, and and that, you can't do that, you know. Well, it's hard, Even, it's hard to balance, right? Once you get called for it, you want to make sure you don't call for it again. And that's, that's right. But gives, push gives the boundaries. See how far right? you go. Push them. Yeah. But then you talk about the defence. You've got to talk about the attack too, and um, there wasn't a quick release into the. Into the oh. circle to the to the goal attack, and the goal shooter. Who are you talking about? Which for the five birds. Five birds. Yeah, yeah. And, and when oh. my mic came on, she just grabbed that ball and threw it, and released every it. time. And, and Wallum got it, and if she didn't, she balked. She she faked, and it went in and create created. You know, took someone away from Wallum to Bueno or something. That's what you needed. That's what we lacked. So this is my theory on the five birds. Um, and it's a very similar sort of setup that was happening with Maria Falau. Maria Falau is a very dominant, was a very, and you know, still is a very dominant um, GA, uh, gold attack. And she would always take the goals. She would always, um, you know, be the be be taking two passes at, at the you know one after the other. And so, you know, particularly, um, um, oh my god, um, the centre for New Zealand. God, she played for the Lightning. Mental blank. Um, no, um, come on, yeah, come on, come on. Anyway, yeah. going. They, she would always look for her. So any new person coming in, like um, a new GS or something, they wouldn't cite the GS even when they were open because they were too busy looking at Flau because Flau was demanding it and they were used to it. So now what's happening with the Firebirds? Um, that's exactly what's happening with um, Gretel. She's demanding it because she's, she she can see that she wants to make the play, right? So it's not this is not a criticism of her, but the feeders need to know that when she's making that play or creating that movement, which is bringing the defenders out of position and making an opportunity, they should be citing Wallum quicker and releasing quicker to her, and they they rarely do. And when they do, bang. It happens, it works, it flows, you know. And so I think they just need to stop siding and uh, Gretel so much or Gretel, I don't know which one comes first, right, which one, chicken or the egg. Stop siding her and then sight Wallen first and have confidence she's going to get it, even if the, there's a few tips against it. Just put it, she'll get it, right? She's got a fantastic hold of herself. Well, they did that They did that with um, Ramelda, you know. Um, they threw it in, she was going to get it. Just have confidence that it'll work. But if it doesn't, then just you'll have to change it up. But I don't think they 
they're, 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 yeah. yeah, it's a couple of tips and they'd stop doing it. Yes. You can tell they just, because uh, Menix, when they played the Vixens, Menix had those wonderful tips against her yeah. and they stopped throwing it in. And then towards the end, they started back doing it. And um, then they, you know, started scoring and be their flow was there. So it's like, it's like with any game, early release, you're going to, you, you, yeah, the, the people out of position. Out of position and something's going to happen. Easy. Positive or negative, right? Yeah. So what do you think of the Bailey? Was that Tim Timapara uh, Bailey? So, Sorry, yes, that was her, but it was um, Langman I was thinking of. Oh, Langman. Laura Langman. Yeah, those two, you know, they'd always look at one another yeah. all the time. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. So Thunderbirds, right? Whoa. Down against the uh, Swifts, and they, <laughs> I mean, that was a really close match. That really, was. really close match. It was really fantastic. On edge, I love seeing those types of matches. Wonderful play, and then they came up mm-hmm. over the top of the Firebirds and beat them comprehensively. So, oh my god, they were playing so it well. Because, was it because um, we don't have a great defence? We the Firebirds. We, as in the Firebirds. Sorry, yep. yes. Um, do we have to sharpen that up or is it because we're just uh, throwing silly passes, giving away too many penalties? Uh, what is it? Well, I think both ends of the Thunderbirds uh, team, you had um, Potgita playing absolutely fantastically, right? She wasn't oh, being, she, was, um, yep. she wasn't, you know, getting flustered by the attention that she was receiving from Usoro, she had a very solid game. And then he had Sterling down the other end. Uh, and in Latanya Wilson, uh, you know, that combination, my God, I can't wait to see them at the oh, uh, Commonwealth Games. Oh, right? yeah. So yeah. Though, that was – and then, you know, the midcourt was also doing their job. So, it again, once the teams start clicking and playing together, like the Magpies, mm. it's mm. very hard to stop and very hard was- to get on top of. Quite surprised that uh, Tipper Dewan was, um, you know, <laughs> starting first on starting, yeah, starting lineup, and Georgie Horges and and uh, Potgitter, oh, they had beautiful connections. Well, they all did actually. Um, yes, I do. They really, they do. really did not. They could not shut Georgie down. They they tried, but she yeah. was fantastic. And well even, deserved. Uh, win. Megan Anderson said at the you know, <laughs> half time or one of the breaks, yeah, you know, you've got to shut her down. You've got to. She's the one that's doing the connections. Yes, yeah, so I don't think you know, Firebirds aren't doing their individual jobs and they're not working together mm. either. Mm. Mm. I think if they don't do well this weekend, I think that's it for the Firebirds. I well, think they what, what did they do wrong then? You talk about the Thunderbirds playing so well. What did they do wrong with the Swifts? The, the, the Thunderbirds? Yeah. No, nothing much because they they the Swiss only won by one point. So no. they did fifty four forty. Fifty four forty. Oh, what team? What game am I thinking of? <laughs> oh no, that was the lightning match. That's coming up. Sorry, yeah, that's, that's oh, <laughs> far that's out. After. Here I'm I am, criticizing. You know, getting them all. You know, getting myself confused. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. Yeah, we'll forgive you. <laughs> yeah. Swift had a great game. Clow uh, had a great game. Oh, she did have a really good game. Yeah, she was getting a lot of intercepts. Her arms were everywhere. Um, she was rushing forward. Got a got, got a couple of uh, intercepts. Loved it. She she looked very comfortable that game. And I think maybe because you look at that game, it's fifty four to forty, fifty four to Swift forty Thunderbirds, and you take it into the next game. Did Firebirds think it was a little going to be? Uh, uh, you know, they were guaranteed of that win. You just don't know. But i tell you something, though. That uh, Thunderbirds and Swiss game, I think that um, uh, Shamira, Nel- uh, Shamira was not well. I don't think she was well that game. Okay. Even the commentators said so. Okay. So, Silence. well, I was waiting to see what, what made you think that. Because um, she wasn't her bouncy self, uh, you know, trying to jump for the ball. She hardly jumped at all. She was uh, put her hand up um, but couldn't defend because they were so close underneath the post. Uh, yeah, she had 
I, I and she even looked pale myself. She looked, she just didn't look well. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's um, the Thunderbirds and Swifts game. Yeah. 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 And um, so uh, the the Swifts won both matches. Yes. So they. What are they doing well for them to be performing well? Are, are they, you know, connecting better? Are those new new uh, additions to the attacking end just, you know, now settling? I just think everything's gelling for them. Yeah. Playing together yeah. for yeah. this amount of time, it's finally clicking. And um, when they do their interchanges, it, it just flows. It's not like a stop-start thing. They know their job. They get in to do it and, you know, fawns in, fawns out, and then... Yeah. And I think that um, Conan, she had a really good game, but Swiss just had a better game. Yeah, yes, that's correct. So what did the Lightning, I mean, they played so well and then they're so inconsistent. Yes, they were playing the Fever, but what was going on with that? Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, hold on, on Lightning and Swifts. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, that was the latest match in midweek. Yeah, yeah. But you know the, the the weekend match against the Fever, they you know didn't play very well at all. It's hard to say. It's there's God, so it's, few... it's yeah, that's right. It, well, I can't it's, pinpoint something. They've got it on, and then they've got off. But then <laughs> you've got Wood shooting well and connecting <laughs> well with Conan in the circle, and then they're off, and then you don't have Sheridan on the court, and things go through with there's not enough flow. Through oh, yeah, that's right, Sheridan. Wasn't on the court on That's that right. fever lightning game, and it's it's I, I can't pinpoint it. I think there's a, a lack of cohesion or a lack of flow. People come go or it's inconsistency on their part. You know, yeah, yeah. every I, time. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah like and they're, they're relatively uh, a newer team, new players in there and younger players. So it's I just think... not their, it's just not their year. I think that's correct. It's, uh, you know, well, let's call it a building year, like they all do when they're not performing well <laughs> and they come off a streak of good good, uh, good years. But um, Isn't it funny? If they were a football team, the coach would be sacked. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. And so, um, yeah, that's the Swifties. And the Fever, how do you think they're going? Oh, that match against the Vixens, wow. Were you expecting that? No. No, I, I wasn't. Was I was not expecting that. No. I think if they had a better first quarter, because they were doing silly, silly mistakes, uncharacteristic uh, errors, um, uh, Fowler couldn't even catch the ball. She didn't even pass the ball correctly. Uh, some of the balls were knocked out of the out of the the court. So it was just silly little errors that was happening in the first quarter. But after that, then they got their headset mm. and they were into the game and they were out to to do what they had to do. Even Fowler was coming out of the circle a little bit more. But having that, said that, though, Vixen still played a nice, clean, smooth game. game. Oh, exactly. It was um, – Austin was just – unbelievable and that's what you want you want that consistency all the way through you don't because you look at the first quarter uh fever was 14 and vixens were 23 so different to the the following second third and fourth quarter right so that's where the game is you know this is where games are, are won or lost but that's what you want vixens are consistent they've been playing they throughout the whole season um they the cohesion in their team has been perfect. So what I think made the difference this game, and they should stick with it, I know the other teams will work it out, but I their starting that. lineup was yes. shit hot. Monday <laughs> in WA, Watson and yes. Samson and Maloney in WD. In I think WD. Look, that's, that's right. where Maloney's come from. She's so good there. I was really impressed with Watson and C. There were some times where she's played C before centre, and I was like, mm, put it back in WA. But I think Hannah Mundy made the difference. Oh, she certainly did. Yes, yes. Yeah, Watson did do a lovely job, but Mundy did a brilliant job. And, yes, you're definitely right about Maloney. Oh, my God. 
And so with those three controlling the midcourt, both the shooters and the defenders had had a really good, uh, you know, were doing their things. They didn't have to work too hard. But what I think happened is the fever were just stunned. And so they were forcing things and they were, like you said, making silly mistakes. Well, they were making silly mistakes because they were just trying too hard because that Vixens, they were just on everything. I was so impressed with them. But the fight back is what you want to see and the fever certainly brought it. And um, But I wasn't expecting the Vixens to be out, the, out leading so much in the first right from the very beginning. Yeah, well, that's right, you know, because they won the second and the third quarter. So, Fever, that is, in that yep. last game. So, you know, if they had that first quarter down, Pat, I think there would have been a closer game, definitely. Yes. And, yeah. like, I agree with both of you around and Ruth around the consistency. They are just, the, you know, the benchmark team for me. Oh, yes, think, yes. Totally you think agree. they're going to go all the way to the finals and win? Look, um, I think... I don't know about and win. I think that, that that game against the Fever showed that they can beat the Fever, but the Fever won't make that mistake again. No, they won't. Oh, Dan will get there. Oh, Dan and was getting have... there. Oh, he was standing up there giving it to them. Oh, my God. Someone, yes, someone I... mentioned in as a comment in uh, Twitter going, I've never seen a mask touch so much by one person because he just readjusts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Some funny oh, people yeah. out there. Yeah, so, you know, very interesting. And, look, the the ladder is actually, because of those wins and losses, oh, man, it's just um, very tight race. Clearly, the Vixens and Fever are out front, 32 and 28, respectively. Mm-hmm. But then, like, in third and fourth, you have the Giants and the Swiss now on 20 points. Yeah. And then, because of that loss, now oh, a couple of losses, Firebirds have now dropped out of the four and at fifth with the Thunderbirds and Magpies on 16. So any, like there's only one match in between, you know, third and seventh. And even Lightning are just one match away as well. So it's been a a great season. It's been very entertaining. And we've got, what, five more rounds, 11, 13, 12, 13, 14. Sorry, 14, uh, four four more rounds, (laughs) rounds. And um, yeah. So, you know, uh, it's, anything can happen at this moment for that top, like I think the Vixens and Fever, what do you reckon? Are going to make it? It's just the rest, the rest we're going to wait on. Yeah, look, I'm slowly watching uh, the Giants and Magpies working their way up, getting closer and closer. I think um, if, if uh, the Fever have another crap round, um, i got a feeling, you know, Magpies, I mean, giants could easily slip into their slot, you know, because uh, they've got to be careful in that top fever, three. Fever are playing four. giants next. That will be interesting. Super, mm. super, super interesting. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then your um, magpies that have, are with are going against Thunderbirds. It's you know you could you probably say you could predict what's going to be the outcome, but you can't. It's just being no. That's what no, I'm not about at all. This season. I love about like this I'm I'm going to say oh the Firebirds will probably beat the Lightning, but then you know the Lightning some have been playing really well in some matches and not in the others. So this round matches are going to be really interesting. It's going to be hard to pick. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But what I want to get really delve into really is there's been lots of discussion around the super shot it's raised its ugly head again in in the circle nipple circles around people loving it and people hating it and and that was probably something that was more obvious and it came you know came up as a conversation that's a result of the giants um the giants and magpies game because the magpies came out and played so well and then they got the giants uh, and then the giants got back in there through the super shot so some people were saying, oh, I hate the super shot because, you know, the vampires have done such good work to only be in the last five minutes and then be, um, uh, lose that lead and then lose the game because of the super shot. So what are your thoughts? What do you think of the super shot? Now, don't hold back. I don't like it. I no. think that, um, you know, why change that? We don't have it in the international rules. We, we don't have it in the Commonwealth Games. So why is it that we've got to have it in the in the 
in the Sun Court Super Netball comp. I just think that um, it's, yeah, I just don't want to have it. However, now I want to quote my husband on this. We were talking about this and he said they put it in that uh, into the competition just to show that you don't have to be like the tall people, the the, the people who can jump, who stand right underneath the uh, pole, uh, right under the gold ring, throw it to them so they can shoot. It it highlights these people who really can um, shoot from any part of that semicircle and it, it's a great, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, people like that, uh, I suppose, yeah. Is that what he it, said? No, not spectacle. Oh, right, okay. Okay, but he, he, he thinks talent. he, he – th thank you. It highlights their talent, their shooting talent. So keep it in there. You know, the game is evolving. I said it may be evolving, but I just feel as though that why have – why highlight – give them two points just because they can shoot out on the ring, uh, out near the ring? Right, eh? So, yeah. Bruce, what do you I, think? I have a love – dislike relationship with it it was very complicated this relationship <laughs> so, you know me but um it's I, I i like it because it it's it's probably brings a little different um approach and atmosphere to the game and um it's it's certainly not what i'm used to from just a normal international match um it changes your thoughts on a lot of people because you 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 look at the, all these shooters all the shooters can shoot from anywhere in that circle but they choose not to you just look at them when they warm up they'll warm up and shoot from if, if you've ever been to a game they can shoot anywhere in that semicircle right but because it's when it's the game you've got to get that got to get the, the pressure's on yeah the pressure's on right so and you don't want to, you don't want to let your team down, or you don't want to be like substituted, or you, you you've got, it's all about team. So then, when it comes to that, that um, you know how it's highlighted that um, two point circle. If you if you ask if you have a look at any of the games now, when does any shooter outside of that super shot period, five minute shot, that shoots within that coloured coloured part of that semicircle? Not many now these days, do they? Except wouldn't every now and again. Every now and then, but Sophie, I'm, I'm, Sophie, I'm just saying these these people without that coloured uh, part of that semicircle, would they uh, would they uh, shoot from there or not? You know, I reckon they would. I but think they would. They I would, think they because would because of that pressure. Even within just a normal part of the game, you know, they won't. And there, that changes it. But it's it's just like anything. It's like with football or tennis or anything. There's these. Uh, referees that have a bunker or a replay or something like that you know it, it changes the game and it just makes it a different a different approach to how you play the game and and that's every, i have to every, agree there and every game um every sport has this it's evolving and you, you just got to go with it so then you you change how you coach you change your players you change the rotation of players on court and that's what i like about it everyone gets a go I think, you know, uh, if the refing side of the game changed, I think that's where um, those shooters will be happy to take a shot from anywhere in that circle. But because of the refing, I think that's what stops them or uh, from doing it off more than what they would. Yeah, it's it's look. A lot of people like it. A lot of people don't like it. But I don't think I, I can't sit here and say I, I'm I'm going to dislike it forever because it's always going to be there. So it's something that you I, I do enjoy it because it, cr it creates a little bit of like atmosphere. But at the same time, I think um, a lot of the shooters it, it changes the way they shoot normally. Never say never, Bruce's. So, so the the issues. There's several issues for me. I'm I'm one that. Well, let's be honest. If the Firebirds are down and uh, they use the super shot, I'm very happy, right? 
right. <laughs> for them to get back into the game. God, yes. But when I'm watching other teams do it, I'm not as supportive of it, and that's just because I'm not supporting them and they're not my team. However, in the big scheme of things, the super shot has made the focus on the super shot and the shooting so that people who do the super shot, it becomes the main focus for commentary, for the game. People get called the super shot specialist. And so everything else that exists in the game then falls away and all that skill and all that, the shooters even and the feeders to get it there, nothing else matters except for the super shot. It has too much focus and takes away from the skill of the game and also the other players on the court. I agree. For, for me, that's what why I don't like the super shot because they build it up and hype it up and then it becomes, the, the last five minutes becomes the focus of the game and it really shouldn't. It shouldn't be, and look, I don't, uh, they talk it up like that in the commentary and the, you know, the coverage, you know, when I watch it, I get very um, into the first 10 minutes of each quarter. And then the last five minutes, I'm like, are they going to or aren't they? And then get disappointed when it misses and if they stuff around passing it, that I don't like. So if the game involves and if the strategy around the super shot is that they had, know where they need to move and that they have a clear strategy so it looks like it's part of the game not like an add-on or not like something that they haven't trained for or that they are really just making up as they go because it looks like it sometimes right then then i'll be much happier about it but at the moment it's really messy and inconsistent for me to really enjoy it so you know time will tell but at the moment no nah. As you were just talking there, I was just thinking, you know, with all these uh, girls that sit on the bench who are the super shot Specialist. uh, specialists, if they didn't have this super shot, would they be doing that rolling sub and that last five minutes? Potentially no. And yeah, potentially exactly. they wouldn't have time on the court period. And that's right. That's what I'm getting at. They wouldn't have that court time then. And it'd be so, the same you know, that's, that's a bit of a downfall if that was the case you know I can't see those uh, those coaches putting those girls onto the court as well, much if, as they are at the moment yeah, if well, they if, didn't have if, if they you, didn't have that super shot what would they do if you're Julie Fitz and you wouldn't get on the court at all no. only under duress <laughs> <laughs> oh whether it's bloody super shot or not, but when you got heartened and so they're shooting the lights out, why would you? But anyway, um, so okay, yeah, like I think um, it, it, the the game, the the coaching, the strategy needs a lot more development for me to to enjoy it. Mm, mm. Exactly. Hmm. Agree. And okay, the other thing too is I found there was there is too much whistle in the game. Why no, too much whistle? Oh, my God. It was just whistle, whistle, stop, stop. Let's pull it back, not play the advantage. I am thinking, like, Bruce, and I'll, you know, I'd like to hear your insight, being at the game, seeing it close, right? You said how quick it was. You said how they're on the move. But for me, I think they are too quick for the referees to actually see things and they're a bit late in calling it or they call the wrong thing because they're looking at the wrong player. They're looking maybe at a contact that happened and it's actually the person, you know, I don't know. What were your what were your observations? Look, my observation is they need three refs on mm. the court. Just just saying, or if you know, like you said, things are happening so quickly. But there was a lot of bloody whistle, just saying. And I dislike when they want to reset that whether obstruction or whatever occurred, penalty occurred, and if if it's not where they wanted originally want them to play that penalty be uh, whistle again bring it back no whistle back go again and you know that could you see the amount of talk between the player and the ref these days it's just so much because they're going where what who how you know so i found that you know just slows the game down which probably might be another reason but um there's no advantage played when when literally that could be played so often but these guys when I wouldn't want to be a ref, the game right. evolves to be so quick, so fast, so physical. There's many times I thought, no, nah, come on, that's an obstruction. That's a, yeah, but they let that go. But then other times it's like it's so obvious, but they pull it or not obvious or nothing happened, but they'll pull it up. So it's very subjective, objective. 
And, oh, God, I wouldn't want to be that ref, but I think they do pull that whistle. There's a lot of, how can I put it? You know, the power of a referee is huge. Um, you cannot... You, you cannot argue that point right there and then, right? You can show your objection to it, but there has—I think there should be a system and a way of, or, or something that, or, or you guys can tell me. Do do refs are they um, review? Maybe have an there? earpiece or something. No, it's the review you're talking about, isn't it? It's like oh, their, oh, the analysis it, of them afterwards. Oh, of them afterwards. Them. What yeah. happens? Do is, do they Look, go I think, through some kind of, or are they just allowed to run their own? Look, I think rule. Michelle Fippard um, is. You know, she's very uh, active of giving information around, you know, what the referees do. And there is certainly, you know, that analysis at the end of the games. There's certainly a calibration. There's certainly um, some critical um, view of what they do. Um, and that's been something that even I think the head of the, the referees came on to um, Santa Court once to talk about. She wasn't as forthcoming in detail. She was wanting people not to be so critical of the umpires or umpiring and how and talking about how hard it was. So um, apart from that, that's all I know. But is that enough, right? Is that what you're thinking? You know what? That there's a lot of protection around these refs. Um, I, I feel like refs are, um, are not. Oh, no, I can't say that. But you know, it, it's it's something where you don't question. You just keep playing. And I think there should be a lot more of the questioning um, of of rules. Like the players got to be accountable for what their their penalty is. So why oh. can't the refs be accountable for a, a bad call? Exactly, and I think week by week, you should be able to have some kind of feedback towards the game to refs or to the rules or something. And it's interesting. I find that refs, they're, they're such different, even, even though they're on the same court, they're seeing different things every time. Um, well, if, 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 if it's so hard, if, it's ga if the game is too fast for them and they can't see it or it's too late and... Maybe calling uh, something you know, wrong. Yeah, exactly. Slow the game down again. But how do you do that? You know, um, you know, get them. To, if there is a penalty, get them to stop and play it on that, on that, yeah. and not stand or take two steps forward. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's where you know, that happens. And, and you know, if you land on that ground foot, you know, you can defend from that ground foot. I'm sick of this being picked up. You know. Some people can do it. Some people can't. And, and, so, and, and you know, maybe maybe go back to a little bit of basics. I know the game is evolving. Yes, it's getting faster. But if it's getting fast, too fast for the uh, refs, you know, it's a whoever gets away with the the most um, penalties is going to win. So it's it's interesting because both that, that those games I, I watched, especially the one in Hobart against Firebirds and Magpies. There were a lot of errors by the refs, and I, I can I can say that for a fact because um, Shimona Nelson uh, stood out a number of times, oh. didn't get pulled, pulled up for it, and you, being there, you can feel the atmosphere, you can hear people sing out, you can see it, you know. But they there there it goes. It's just such a fast game, and everyone's not perfect. The refs aren't perfect. They're gonna have to pick up on whatever, but. I just feel as if it's it, they are very quick with the whistle, um, especially when it comes to the defence. I would never like we've said especially we've for the defence. Yeah, we, we've discussed it so many times. It's just two two different kind of rules each time, and obviously that's part of a ref's, um, uh, you know, what they do. But it's interesting that one movement can be construed as this i mean i that's me that's coming from me but i feel there's not there's too much whistle like you guys say there's too much whistle yes the um the, uh, look i certainly you know mirror your comments all of it um the speed at there i think it also what when i look and back further you can see things easier when you're really close you don't yes you're there but you're too close right 
and those things can can move too quickly. And so making a call is um, it should be you should be right on top of it, and, but it doesn't seem like they are. And I agree that so if there's a th- you know if we introduce a third, I've always thought um, we should introduce a third one. But I think what what the way they also position themselves on court with two referees is is in it's not making it easy to call because I don't understand why someone on the baseline um, or sorry on it's it's like in the attacking third of a, a team the referee is moving down towards the baseline on the right hand side and then the ball's over the left hand side and then the defend you know there's a contact and stuff or uh, an obstruction you cannot tell me that you can see 3 feet when a defender a, a defender is standing right in front of attacker right how can you see 3 feet but they call that call and it shouldn't be theirs to call because they're way too far away it should be the other ref who's on the halfway line who was right there i that blows my mind every time and and, and there goes the that's where another thing i think i don't think uh, a ref should have the so uh, the the all the call in one half of the court both refs should have and I think they should both go up and down. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like, it's just like in football. Agreed. You have the sideliners. They're running up and down the side of those sidelines to see everything to help that ref in the centre. Correct. On Agreed. Agreed. Yes. And then, you know, if it's on the opposite side to where you're standing, you don't call it, right? That's right. Or if they can call and t- give you a hand, but they rarely even tell, say yes or no, that's correct, because that's not their role. The power is in the person who's further away. That makes mm. no sense to me. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I look, and look, the footwork thing is uh, really oh. gets me too. I think that they think it is uh, stepping, and then most of the times it's not, but they think they see it late and then they call it, right? And it just, those are the, they call it the coach killer. It's not a coach killer. It's a referee error. Yes. Thank you. So that needs to improve as well. And so I agree with you both around inconsistency for obstruction and contact. Like if someone's coming into the circle or, you know, working their way around the top of the circle and the defender is keeping their position, that's fair. I would let that go. But somehow if, uh, you know, uh, the defender will get called for obstructing, well, what do you do? That's what you're trying to do is to keep them out. But you're not pushing them or holding them. You're just using your body to make it difficult for them to enter. Yeah, that I think they I don't have understand. to allow a little bit of contact in that circle. I think, I think it's silly that you've got to keep on blowing that whistle and allowing the shooter to have all the say. You know, well, the defence is there for that reason, and I think you know. Um, but if you look at you look at when someone's shooting, you've got a defender going up the to defend that shooter, then you've got the other shooter coming in and standing right in front of them. Isn't that the same as you trying to keep them out of that uh, uh, semicircle off the goal circle as a defender? Sorry, and, can you explain it again? Oh, so you, oh, that's you, a good point, actually, you, Bruce. You were, yeah. Yes, exactly. You were talking about the defender trying to keep the shooter out of the circle, mm. you know, but getting called on obstruction. obstruction. But then you've got... Then you know, the uh, the shooter going up, but you've got to defend that shooter. But then you've got the other, say, GA come in and push you out of the way. Isn't that obstruction as well? You know, they're, they're, they're the fine lines, but they get away with it every time. Yes, exactly. And I mean, for, if they want the, the flow and the speed to remain, mm-hmm. then those things you would allow and the obvious ones where the people are holding and really, you know, pushing through and stuff like that, that's what you call. Not the silly soft ones that then change the momentum of a game and turn it over when it could have been to the advantage of whoever is the, the penalty is against. So. You know, I, I agree with you, Bruce, around the, the referees don't have the same scrutiny. And, look, we expect a lot from the, the, them. They don't get paid as much. There's not the same level of support as the other, you know, sports exactly. and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So we're expecting. But we we, we are the apparently the best Super League in the world. And 
we keep not investing in our umpires, and I think that is wrong. I agree. Agree. And you know what? To get to that point of their uh, of their refereeing, <laughs> it takes a lot. You know what you got to do to work your way up at that ladder. It's it's immense. Exactly. All right. So you know we've solved all the world's problems. We've got it off our chest, and then next week, <laughs> this week we'll wait for it to raise its ugly head again. <laughs> uh, one other. Can I just raise another um, yep. issue? How they were talking about how the uh, people like Austin ran into the goalpost. Yeah, what about that? I just think, you know, that, that circle is so fast. You know, uh, yeah, there might have been a little bit of a, a, a slight push from Brandley, but, you know, uh, Kimberly Jenner runs into it quite frequently. And, and people are hitting the deck at the moment. So, you know, they're making an issue of it at the moment, saying, you know, it should be cut from the game. What, what's you know, it's not game? right. So Being, pushing them uh, into the post or what do you mean? I'm not sure what you well, mean. Well, I think that there's a little bit of drama about how rough it is getting into the semicircle and right. then the then these uh, certain players are getting, uh, you know, they're getting pushed into the uh, not push, but they're running into the uh, poles, and they're asking, um, you know, well, stop running into the pole. Too, <laughs> getting a right? little bit too rough, and and yeah, but I think that they were making Austin a bit of a, um, uh, a, a talking point. An example. An example. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Well, they they, yeah. they just need to make make sure that they don't run in there, so that they don't get that opportunity to get you know running into the post. I'd imagine. Well, but yeah, that's, that's, what that's I say, too but easy. It's huge. <laughs> uh, they're talking about it a lot lately. On on. Yeah, on yeah. All right. Instagram, so we'll see how that that, that you yeah, see how it. our what if we see any changes or, or if it continues on because. This particular season, um, I haven't enjoyed the refereeing as much as the previous season. So I, I'm, I'm, they I really need to step up. I agree with you. But mm. let me just say something. I wouldn't want to be or don't ever give me a, a whistle. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, because I'll probably be blowing it a lot too. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no. you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, attacker. <laughs> and, Contact, and, obstruction. And then don't talk back to me. <laughs> Right, let's, let's 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 <laughs> round up our um, our week in a couple of rounds with the predictions for and the tips for this weekend's game. So, what are we at? We're at round eleven. Okay, quick quick round up. Firebirds, lightning. Firebirds, lightning. Sorry, firebirds. I, the way you're playing at the moment doesn't fill me with super confidence, and I know you're my team, no. but I just think lightning will have it. Well, I think Firebirds will have it if my is back and they do some interchanging. Okay, Firebirds for me. Um, the Vixen Swifts. Hey, you know what? I reckon this is going to be very interesting. What do you reckon? <sighs> Vixens. I'm going to go for Swifts. I'm going to go for Swifts too. <laughs> Righto. Um, Fever Giants. Another big one. If Giants can make their start better, they'll be competitive, but I'm going Fever. I'm going giant. Yeah, I think I think Dan was going to rip it, rip them a new one. So get fever <laughs> if he hasn't already. Um, magpies, <laughs> Thunderbirds. Magpies. Whoa, magpies. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, magpies. Look, I've, I've said that magpies can go all the way. I'm going to stick with them. I thought they were going to have the Giants game, but um, Me too. Hey, it's just I think magpies can make the finals. Magpies. Right, magpies for me too. So thank you both again for joining us. Um, can I just have a quick shout out? I when I went to the games, I had um uh we went so uh, Neville and Colleen, myself, we went to the two uh two thousand um 15. 15 World 19, Cup. Fifteen, yeah, sorry. Fifteen World Cup. We sat with a whole mob of people for the whole week. They were lovely. And I'm still friends with them. I went to the game. I saw them in Hobart. They all came, they came all So the Queenslanders, way. right? They live in Queensland. Queensland all the way down for the weekend. <laughs> the crazy, crazy mob. They're the purple team, purple crazy. They're real purple supporters, team. aren't they? They're real supporters. Joe Cardwell. Thank you, Joe. I haven't seen you for such a long time, and it's so good to see you again. Just a big shout-out to you. And you, Hi, had, a nice, you had a nice catch-up with my, my 
and oh. in and Mollum as well, haven't you? Yeah, look, I, I had a, a very quick chat with um, uh, Danelle, gorgeous, she's so bloody tall, and <laughs> my, she nailed it. So we had a good chat, and she had a chat with the other girls as well. So it's so good to see them. You're Keep very lucky, boy. Girls, I'm very proud of you. Very lucky. Well, thank you so much for that and giving us the insight into those two matches that you saw. Very jelly. So um, um, thanks again for uh, joining us for Three Feet this week. Uh, we'll round up our matches uh, on Monday night again for the round 11 matches. So thank you, both of you. Thank you. Thanks, Neb. And uh, thank me for my introduction. And thank you for your introduction. <laughs> <laughs> right, I see you next week. Early Wallaka. Uh, au revoir. Yeah, well. <laughs>